Hello, everybody. We are those guys you hate. Welcome to the show that encourages you to be your best self by not being like us. My brother and I hopelessly search for nuance as we wade through wacky segments and crazy conversations. If you can withstand the insanity, you might actually learn something. Tyler, what is coming down the pike this week? On this week's show, Ryan, there is hope yet for people with Alzheimer's as a new breakthrough has just hit the news cycle and Tony Bennett has just died. Ouch. What about you, Ryan? This week, Tyler, I've got another PSA for your ASS and I teach Tyler and you, the audience, about the Ken and Barbie killers. So let's get into it. Our family still says, you're gay. What's, yeah. up, what's up with that? Just from a different time. Yeah. We're, we're millennials and, you know, we... we Are we millennials? Is even eldest Menendez a millennial? No, he is uh, Gen X, I think it is. He's right in between boomer and millennial. He's that, he's that very weird uh, grouping. I agree. Yeah, they're all weirdos. I find all that stuff to be so confusing. I don't know if that's on purpose, but everybody gets... You know, everybody sinks into this millennial versus Gen Z versus boomer or whatever. Uh, but nonetheless, I, I understand where you're coming from. You're gay. Mm. What's the problem with that? Um, well, if you say it enough times, it turns somebody gay. You're thinking of Beetlejuice, Tyler, and I, I'm going to stop you right <laughs> you there. You said it way more than three times. <laughs> and look what happened. And and so my question is, and, and what brought this to my attention is somebody came over the house and we're all joking around or whatever. And there was one particular person in the family who just kept hitting it. And some of the people there may dabble in the gayosities of of what we're talking about. Yeah. And And my question is, how does that hurt people? Like, you know, like saying you throw like a girl or you're gay or, you I, know, Stalin had his points. I, <laughs> I'm not touching that last one. Uh, I, I think it just it's demeaning. It, I can I believe that it can be seen as demeaning towards whatever the group is, because when you say you're gay towards something that isn't actually homosexual, but you're using it as a derogative, right. as a negative, what you're saying is, is because it's negative, you are now attributed directly to this thing that I am. Right. And, and you're you're saying, yeah, you're taking something that is bad and you're putting it's kind of like saying, stop being such a little girl. Dad saying that to their to their young boys. Exactly. As if if you do something bad, you're a girl. Ergo, girls are bad. And it kind of it's this language that kind of uh, multiplies itself as you go forward. For sure. It's like, oh, look at those Nazis. That's so gay. What, now because I'm gay, I'm a Nazi? <laughs> really? <laughs> Who are you hanging out with that say? Because I understand the word. I've never heard it used in that context. You can use it for anything, right? Look at this hate crime out here. That is gay as shit. And when I was growing up in South Florida in the 80s, in the night, well, I was born in the 80s. I really grew up in the 90s. Sure. Or, or not at all. No, I mean, you grew up in the 80s. You were born in 82. But I'm saying- So, I mean, your formative years were during the late 80s. Agreed, but I was not calling things gay at that time. I mm. was a, a rambunctious youth in the 90s. Yeah. And, and so, I, uh, that's where all of my cognitive memories are. And you're gay, that's gay- Quit being a F word. I don't even want to say it now, even in reference to it. Do you think I'm still allowed to say it because I'm 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 gay? I think so. Like the same way that black people are allowed to use the N word. That's true. Nunchucks. So yeah. yeah, we used to. <laughs> <laughs> Nunchucks. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we used to. Man, stop being such a fag. Yeah. You're being such a fag Thank right you, now. Thank you, Tyler. Yeah. I was hoping that you would take yeah. the bait. Get him! 
I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fag for everybody out there. I'm half a fag, so I'm allowed to say that. That's like a, a, a mostly smoked cigarette. Now, the thing is, and, and I've made this observation on the show, when I was growing up, kids couldn't use the N-word, but they could use the F-word whenever they wanted. And mm-hmm. those things have switched. Now, there are kids in public schools saying, what's up, my N-word? Yeah. No big deal. You say the F-word, they're going to string you up. That's a hate crime. Yeah, what if we did the same thing with the with, with the F-word that we did with the N-word? Faga? Faga! <laughs> That's Tyler. it. Tyler, we're out here mending fences. That's we it. are bringing peace to all my faggots out What's there. What's up, my faggot? Oh, my goodness. It's uh, got a ring to it. You, rolls off the tongue. You never use a hard T. No. You never use a hard T. No. Unless you're in England. My name is Ryan. And my name is Tyler. And we are, what? Those guys you hate. That, uh, that cold open was confusing, but also gave me a chuckle. I really like the conclusion that we came sure. to. There. My, my faga. Yeah, I, I think we're changing the world little by little. Sure. For the better or for the worse? Who knows? <laughs> I was going to say, which way are we planning on going? <laughs> Hello to the Salvation Army. My name is Ryan, and that's my brother Tyler. What? Salvation uh, excuse Army. Excuse me. Excuse me. Haitian Army. I apologize. And we are, we are back for another Those Guys You Ate. How are you, Tyler? I'm good. That's awesome, man. Happy good. to be sitting down here with you doing it again. Mm-hmm. Um, last week, we talked about your birthday. Yes. Coming up soon is... Your birthday. My birthday. You know, mm-hmm. birthdays, it's a, it's a little bit of pressure. Like you, It's almost like New Year's Eve or St. Patrick's Day. You want to do something fun. Maybe not St. Patrick's Day. I may have just tossed that in there because I couldn't think of anything I was going to say St. Patrick's Day, you kind of do the same thing. Yeah, St. Patrick's Day, go fuck yourself. But, uh, <laughs> I don't know about all that. Too far? Did yeah. I go too far? All right, Cinco de Mayo? More like Stinko de Mayo, am I right? So I'm trying to think So we're just of- insulting everybody, huh? We're just going to insult everybody? <laughs> Those Mexicans know what they did. Am everybody- I right, my faggot? <laughs> so uh, this year, I'm trying to figure out the big 4-1 huge on anybody's calendar. I'm trying to figure out what do I want to do? I don't have a significant other in my life right now that I could push this off on and do nothing while they take care of everything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I should get yourself one of those. I what significant other that you could just push stuff off on. That's how I lost my last significant other. Gotcha. This year I want to do like a, a, a new twist on an old classic. What do you think about this? Everybody's heard of a Dexter party. What if I do a reverse Dexter party? Can you elaborate on that for me? Because I don't know what a Dexter party is. You don't know what a Dexter party is? I have no idea what a Dexter party is. It's where you get a bunch of people together and you kill a guy, okay? Oh. Now, I'm going to do... Cause I, 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 that's done. That's like a white party, you know, where you, you just, you, you throw a party and you don't invite any minorities. And this year I want to do a reverse Dexter party where we all get together. We all kill a guy, but the reverse is... He's got to be good. It's got to be a good person. Mm. Everybody's done the, oh, this guy's a child molester. This guy's whatever. We, you know, kill somebody who's, you know, on the verge of curing cancer or whatever. I don't know who's open right now. I'm mm. sure there's a website or whatever. What do you think? You're not giving me the, the, uh, the uh, you're leaving me just out here on a. Well, you're doing your thing. I didn't want to interrupt sure, you. Sure. Uh, the only issue is, is where are you going to find a good person? This is Miami. Oh. So we're going to have to, <laughs> much like takeout, we're going to have to order out for, for something like that. Hey, there's got to be an Uber for that. Yeah. Tyler, 
enough of these shenanigans. You're being a faggot. Um, <laughs> let's do a little cleanup from uh, from last week's show before we get into it, okay? All right. Cleanup. Normally, we would do this on Week in Review, but it's something that stuck out, and I think you looked it up last week. We talked about how we were in New Orleans. We went to the Museum of Death. Museum of Death. And we were wondering whether or not we were actually looking at John Wayne Gacy, the, the, one of the most infamous, I mean, in the top five, uh, you know. Serial killers. Serial killers. He's, sure. he's a one seed for sure. Mm-hmm. If we were looking at his original painting. And did you, you looked it up, didn't you, while yeah. we were talking? It says, I, I read, the problem is, is I read multiple sources. I just don't know how accurate those sources are. Yeah. But they did say that they are holding one of the originals because he painted multiple. Yeah, he, uh, there's a bunch of them. Yeah. Apparently in jail, a lot of free time. Yeah, and one of the originals of his uh, his painting, it was, uh, what was the clown's name, Bogo? Pogo. Pogo the clown. No, yeah. no, Bogo is, if you buy one of the paintings they throw in another one for oh, yeah, sure. Bogo yay. for Pogo. What a steal. Sure. Thank you, my faggot. Um, so it was... You're just going to keep hitting that note, aren't you? I'm not using a hard T, Tyler. I, I think if you go a little bit overboard with the use of it, we're going to drive people away. I'm going to consider that. All right. But <laughs> generally, my humor stylings involves going to that point, and then the next one is funny, but we'll find out together. All right. So what does that do for you? Like we discussed, Gacy's actual painting, John Wayne Gacy painted this, I wouldn't want that in my house. That's no. not going to do anything for me. You'd have to burn your house down after like a couple of weeks. Or someone would do it for you. Yeah. But there is something about saying, I have been face-to-face with John Wayne Gacy's original painting. For sure. I, I don't know why. I guess I'm just that douche at a, at, a, at a cocktail party that I've never been invited to that just wants to throw that out there for people. I don't know why. Well, I think it's kind of the same th- along the same lines as saying you've seen the Mona Lisa in person, where I, it's wh- like, which I have, which we have, not which, as impressive. No, it's so tiny, a little tiny, tiny, tiny. Sure, uh, it's it's just being able to say that I have seen uh, the art that this person specifically, in this case, a serial killer, has put uh, hand to paper, put paintbrush to paper, or even, and, and maybe I'm I'm out of line here, but I was in Germany and I stood in the spot where Hitler gave one of his first speeches. Same thing. Perhaps I should say this on the front end. Not a huge fan. You know what I mean? Not a big fan of, of the, the spot. Was it the sun in your eyes? What was the problem? Uh, no, of Hitler. Oh. The spot was very nice. Oh, yeah. It was very nice. Very gotcha. shady. Gotcha. It was good. Not unlike Hitler. Um, but there was something about that that just like, wow, this is history. This is something that I, I, I know so much about. And here I am face to face with Bogo the Clown. Well, and that's it. I think there is something to be said about being face to face with history itself, yeah. where it's like something so, depending on what it is, monumental happened right here. It's almost like you can feel the past for sure in so many ways, which is why you don't want it in your house. Exactly. Now, with all of that being said, can you explain this in our cleanup? You can Agreed. be a likable serial killer. Yeah. Yeah. You can Agreed. be a likable serial killer. You can. I stand by that. You can be a likable serial explain killer. Explain that. Likable to who? Your victim's families? No. Like, who are you trying to win over? You're obviously not likable while you're doing it. You can Agreed. be a likable serial killer. I... <laughs> 
this guy is killing me. It's like like going back to John Wayne Gacy. John Wayne Gacy was a pillar of his community. He was beloved throughout his community. He 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 volunteered with so many things. He was in local politics. Man, he even befriended the 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 was it Secret Service that was following him around when they thought he was a fucking serial killer already. Well, that's the thing when you have no soul. It's very easy to stay loose in those situations. That, all loose. But that's what I'm saying. He was he was a likable person. Just the things that he was doing was not so. I don't think he was a likable person. Why I think do, he was a mean rat bastard. I just gave you all the examples of how he was liked in his entire community. But you're saying he was involved in his local government, and I defy you to find somebody in your HOA that you would want to have a cup of coffee oh, with. Oh, that's too specific. I He's not HOA. Local government. No. Local government, and your house smells like shit. You're not my faga. Well, now, Tyler. Well, his house smells like shit. Yeah, because it's filled with, you know, beautiful young corpses. And also. And charisma. Yeah, that's true. Charisma he, smells. He just. <laughs> <laughs> I got to tell you, this guy is likable, but his house smells like putrid, rotting flesh. <laughs> also, just in my final cleanup from last show, um, I was reached out to, which this doesn't happen very often, by an actual country. I don't. I think that this was kind of. Um, directed at you. In Argentina, we are called gauchos, not guachos. <laughs> oh. Love the show. Bye-bye. Okay. number 10. So, okay. Yeah, not guachos, gauchos, which I did know. I know that now that I've heard it. Sure. But it didn't pop into my head. In all fairness, I, myself, am not Argentinian. I'm what? only I'm only half Cuban and, it, and it's a pretty gringo half to be yeah, honest with true. you. It's true. Uh, so please forgive my mispronunciation. It's his ankles and elbows. I did my best. No, he did. That's all that can be that can be asked and, of me. And I could be look. Here's the fact of the matter. That voice was a little condescending. Whoever <laughs> the fuck that was. Yeah. Hey. Uh, the thing is, when a whole country calls me up and leaves a message, mm. I gotta play it. You know what I mean? And I thought they were I thought they were nice about it. They were nice enough about it. Sure. Got a little messy there at the end, but we. We still got it done. A little strange. Sure. All right, Tyler. I'm going to go ahead and I am going. That's all wacky. We're all being crazy. Uh-huh. I'm going to give a PSA for our a for your ASS, and then we're going to go into depression index. This is a real one. I I'm trying to dress it up in humor and fun, but this one is true. Okay. Tyler, what's your take on drugs? You pro or anti? The, Pick a side. the illegal ones I'm genuine generally uh pro and the legal ones I'm generally against. Okay, so you're a big meth fan. Uh no, that's why I said generally. <laughs> New York meth. That's why I said generally. <laughs> but psychedelics, those kind of things, big fan of They'll kill you. Um no they won't. Sure. That stops if, if, if you eat mushrooms one time, you're as good as dead. <laughs> Is that raw? Is that unfair to say? Is that magic mushrooms, or are you just anti fungi? <laughs> I'm not going down this path with you. I, I feel like Tyler's getting a little kickback from big fungi. Psychedelics, not a thing. Psychedelics are a good time, and they can lead you down some very interesting paths, spiritually and mentally and emotionally. Uh, and there's a lot of harm that has been done. Look at opioids, uh, like from the Sackler family, that have killed thousands and thousands of people. There needs to be some sort of retribution for that, that this idea that that a company and I don't want to put it just on one company, perhaps it's a myriad of things, but that can get a, a, a whole culture 
uh, addicted to something is is pretty scary. And still be free and still be rich yes. after they. This is a family of mass murderers, and they're still free and rich. So something is wrong there. As rich as one could possibly be, right? I assume that they're making like oil money. Well, they went after them. The government went after them, and they're like, "Hey, we'll give you a billion dollars to let us go." Oh, a billion. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Yeah. No, okay. Well, no, then they're good. And, I mean, no, and the answer is fuck you. Is it? Or did the government say, no problem, we'll take it? No, the government said, no, we're not doing that. Really? They, yeah, they didn't say, fuck you. Oh, but they stop said, it. They said, no, thank you. Now, am I crazy to think that the, the government and these people are interwoven and the same entity? Considering how they're not in prison right now and they're still, as I said, free and rich, my guess would probably be yes. That's terrible. I, yeah. I was having a, a, a reasonable discussion last night about how the people who are making the decisions for these laws are the ones who are receiving the kickback from these laws being in place, which causes a real problem, Tyler. But nonetheless, I agree. Controversial take on drugs. I think they're kind of awesome sometimes. Yeah. Okay. Now, as long as they're done responsibly, they can be a great time. Here is my PSA for your ASS. And you tell me, I'm gonna do the the I'm gonna do the marketing. I'm gonna do the normal thing and then we'll get into it. While I'm saying that drugs can be great, here is my PSA. Don't do drugs to feel better. And what I mean is this. That's a good one. If you're really sad, the go-to in this country, dare I say the world is, let's go get hammered. Let's go drink. A legal drug? I don't think I'm saying anything illegal here. Let's go get drunk. My findings have been... That only makes things worse. What do you think about that? Absolutely. You already have a very low level of serotonin and dopamine, and they're barely able to do their job. And now you're going and getting this chemical that drains you of those very things that that relegate your happiness. You are you are depleting your body of those of those chemicals. It's my dopamine, and I want it now. <laughs> and you won't have any tomorrow. Yeah, so. that's, that's, that's tomorrow's problem. <laughs> that's, what do I fucking care? That's future Ryan's that problem. That guy's an asshole. <laughs> uh, and that's the thing. If you are feeling great, and I'm not suggesting that you do this. If you're feeling great, everything in your life is, you know, obviously not everything is going to be perfect. But if you are in a good place, you define that on your own, and you decide that you want to go to a concert and eat Molly... Not saying that you should, mm -hmm. but if you do, you might have a great time. You might have a great time. Oh, chances are you will. I'm um, not saying do it. Unless you're stupid about it and but take too much. But call me. Yeah. Um, but if you're having a terrible time and you go out with your buddies and you have a couple of drinks, which then turns into cocaine and then that cocaine turns into whatever, those problems are going to be waiting for you tomorrow and they're going to have a baseball bat with a nail through it yeah. like they did in the car. Have you ever seen one of those in real life? I never have. No. Like a baseball bat with a railroad spike? Where are those at, man? Uh, I mean, we've evolved as humans. Merch? <laughs> I don't think. <laughs> okay, I'll talk to you about <laughs> That's it. That's like Elon Musk selling those flamethrowers. Like, I, there has to be some law around Can this. Can you still get those? Because that sounds... No, they sold out immediately. Man, Off-White off or whatever that, that, that brand name is, get on it. Um, don't do drugs to feel better because it's only going to amplify your issues. You know, over this last week, Tyler, I have not had a drink. In the last week, I've had one beer. That's awesome. Yep. Good I went for out, you. Thank you so much. And you know what? I, I have assigned so much of my depression and so many of my problems on, on drinking. Because mm. you drink, you wake up in the morning, whatever. You know what I found out? Not totally true. That could happen without drinking. But okay. drinking, no, because it 
I, I, I'm waking up and I'm sober and there have been mornings where I wake up and I, I don't feel great anyway. You mm. know what I mean? Drinking just amplifies yeah. it. It makes it so much harder to get up off the mat. And all those drugs that you're doing to solve your problem is only complicating your problem. And I'm not saying this anti-drugs. I'm saying this pro you. Think about what you're doing before you drink about what you're doing that just rhymed in my mind. I don't think it makes a lot of sense, but you understand my I point. I get what you're PSA saying. PSA for your ASS, and, and, and the drinking is a symptom. Just because this Drinking is not the problem. It can be a problem. Fill in whatever drug you're using here. For sure, but it's it's just a symptom. So it's not like if I stop doing this thing, the symptom, then the core issue is going to be gone. But as you said, this symptom makes the core issue worse. Absolutely. And, and, and I do believe, again, a controversial take, the drugs... Can be awesome. Can be awesome. I really do. But you need to be awesome first. Depression Index. And you are awesome. You are awesome. We love you. Do those drugs and you'll find out on your own. No one what says you the don't Depression know what Index do, is is a machine built by drugs. The clicker is heroin, and the, no, it's not. It's a it's wow. a little device that Tyler and I use. Yeah, don't do heroin. Is there ever a time in your life where heroin's going to be good? No, never, never. What if you're oh. trying to find stardom in the blues genre? I feel like heroin might be good there. Go to prison. Bradley Noel from Sublime got famous after started doing heroin. He got famous after he died from doing heroin. Yeah. So if you want to be famous, do heroin, Tyler. No, you're right. No, that's not, don't do heroin don't do ever. Heroin. Heroin's rough, huh? There, there are certain drugs that you have to put an absolute never on. Heroin, them. meth, crack, uh, bath salts seem terrible. Is that real, bath salts? Sure, that's you a real know, thing. You know that kid who fentanyl? ate- Fentanyl? Do not do fentanyl. Is uh, Very few people are doing fentanyl on, on purpose. Oh, no, I, no, I can't no. speak today. Oh, no, it's very, it's very popular right now. The homeless community is using it like crazy because you need such a tiny amount to get fucked up, and it's super cheap. And it's cheap as fuck. That's fun. why they're cutting it into everything. So is fentanyl m worse for you than crack? Ah, that's, I mean, that's like, what's worse, jumping from the 50th story or the 51st? That's what I'm asking. They're both, they're both really. Which one's the 51st? Uh, that's pro what I'm Probably fentanyl. Wow. Probably fentanyl. Yeah. All right. You heard it from Tyler. Do crack. Tyler, how you doing? <laughs> kind of. I don't want to take you out of context. <laughs> right? I don't want to put you in a bad place. I guess if you have to choose between one, do crack. What if there's fentanyl in this crack? Tyler, how are you doing this week, brother? I'm doing all right. I, um... Yeah, I don't know. I, I feel pretty neutral this week. Like I'm not doing great, but I'm also not doing terrible. I, uh, I'm com I've continued with my acting classes, and it's putting me in a um, you know just taking me slightly out of my comfort zone, dredging up some shit. And yeah, no, I wouldn't say dredging up some shit. It's just giving me new shit to be insecure about. You know, oh. which is which is acting. Sign it's, me up, dude. It's being in a room with you know, thank God if there's only like six people in the room with me, but then having to act out a scene is, you know, it's fun, but it's also like, do I look like an idiot up here? I think I look like an idiot up here. What you just described right there is how I live my whole life. Is uh -huh. that you, you, you only relegate that to one class? Is this the Truman Show? <laughs> Are you an actor constantly? I, I'm telling you, and we'll we'll get into the actual, you know, uh, segment here. Meat and potatoes. I do believe that I have some sort of a syndrome from when I was a little kid where, like, I would walk outside and I felt like the whole world was watching me. Is, uh, that, I, is that just narcissism or? Uh, I've got, I used to have that really bad. And, and over the years, 
through my work, it's it's uh, depleted more and more and more, and I don't feel it as much. I used to feel like there was cameras on me yeah. at all times. Sure, sure. You know, M- much much like the Truman Show. I didn't even before I even saw that movie. I'm sad to hear that you've lost your main character energy, Tyler. Oh, thank God! Yeah. It's so frustrating and just tiresome. We can, uh, well doing this show with an NPC, I think, is going to make this go a lot better. Mm, yeah, probably. Uh, so this week, I am uh, as I said, I'm doing neutral and. Uh, yeah, I don't really have any complaints. I, oh, I, I, you know, we got to the end of the year in my job that you'll never hear about. That doesn't and, exist. And it doesn't exist. And I, and I was one of the the top guys. You did great, Tyler. so to speak. You so did great. I, I did very, very well. Um. So yeah. So this week, I'm just gonna go ahead. No theme. I'm just gonna go ahead and say I am at a neutral five. Spin that thing, baby. One, two, three, four, five. Great job, Tyler. And congratulations on your job. That's Thank very, you. Very nice. All right, gay it up. Um, what do you think is, in a general sense, what do you think is what one person finds the most attractive in another person? And obviously it's different from person to person. I'm speaking in generalities here. Um, I would say uh, being authentic. Being authentic. Yeah. That's really great because that's a different way of saying what I'm going to say. The most attractive thing that you can do in a crowd of people is love yourself. Yeah. Which is being authentic. That Mm -hmm. means that I am who I am and perhaps you won't like it, perhaps you will, but I am going to be uh, myself because that's who I like, you know? Regardless of what is happening around me, I am going to continue to be who I am. Exactly right. Mm -hmm. Because that's my anchor. That's where I'm centered. And... Is that the ability to love yourself? Is that a quote unquote muscle that can be strengthened? Absolutely. And how no, do you how do you do that? Uh, by the way, you speak to yourself, and by the way, you engage others, which is just another way of how you speak to yourself. It is you. There's you know two main voices in your head: the voice that tries to talk. You to only you. have two? No, no, no. Two main Kill voices your from your. That's the third. Yeah, that's that guy third. is a weirdo. He's my buddy. <laughs> What's up, my faggot? Um, Are we uh, funny again? Uh, is there? <laughs> <laughs> You know, honestly, you just not acknowledging it hurt me the deepest. I just wanted to keep going. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah, it's it's the the voice that tries to talk you down and tell you you're not good enough and you're, you'll are you never be good enough. And everybody has a different variation of that voice. Do there's, they? There's, Do you think everybody has that? Uh, I think that there are certain... I think everybody has a voice. Self-doubt. That, that self-doubt. I think everybody has that to a degree. Maybe not to the extent that you or I have, but I also think that there are people out there that have it worse, worse than sure. you and I Absolutely. Uh, and then there's the other voice, which is us, which is actually us, which is which is just the voice that is not necessarily saying you can do it, but it's just saying, why not? Yeah. Why, why can't I do this? Or the idea that is there a physical and I know I'm going off into kook territory here. I'll go ahead and line this up in case I get there. Mm-hmm. Um, is there is that a physical sensation for me? And again, like I'm really messing with all this stuff. I'm going to the gym. I'm in the danger room. I'm really paying attention to this stuff. For me, I believe there is a physical part of my body. It's actually from here to here where that the 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 the, the what's that called? Circuit, you know, circuits in a in a system that all have to line up. A network mm-hmm. where the network is broken and and I have to physically concentrate on this part of my body you know what yeah but truly i truly mean what it is that i'm saying is there a way to strengthen that quote unquote muscle 
Yes, because when that voice comes in and tries to tell you you're not good enough, and then every time you challenge that voice with, yes, Shut I up, am. Shut up, you idiot! <laughs> no, definitely you're, not. How you're you're an asshole! <laughs> Get the Google alert ready for me, oh, because, okay. I, because when that voice comes up, you got to challenge it with love. It's A. Mm. That's kind of gay. Oh, yeah, that even better. Oh, wait, I, we can't Google her twice. People it's, shut this off. It's, hey, I, I love you, but yes, I am good enough. Yes, I am. And every time you do that ebb and flow, that yeah. in and then back out, it's like lifting weights. You've done, it. You've done another rep. That's the point that I'm making. Tyler, you're the best. Where you're literally, at least for me, it's a physical sensation of I am strengthening. I'm so used to being in a, in a crowded group of people and thinking, oh, did what I say to this person, was that stupid? Oh, man, uh, what am, how am I supposed to look right now? Uh, what does somebody waiting for a bus stop look like? Mm -hmm. And all these different things. If I'm in a group of people, uh, very often the gym, and I am just focusing on, and I'm, I'm vaguely embarrassed to say this, but just like, doing great, man. I love you. No yep. matter what's going on, I'm building that. I'm building that connection. So the habit, the, the mental pattern that I have of always going outward, I'm slowly bringing that back to just staying inside myself. That's kind of gay. Mm -hmm. uh, and and really focusing on that. And I'm really finding some headway with it, man. I'm really making some progress and I'm, I'm proud of myself. That's awesome, man. And, and the longer that you've been doing it before you start doing those exercises, the longer you've been talking down to yourself without the correction. 40 years. The, the, the more you're gonna have to work to take yourself out of it. You're literally reprogramming your brain. Absolutely, the, that gray matter is deep and, and wide. And the thing is, I believe it goes back to what we were just talking about, that idea of where when you leave the house, and perhaps it's more, uh, I don't wanna say popular, but more common now than it's ever been, with social media and people having that main character energy, mm -hmm. when you leave the house as a child and thinking that the whole world is focusing on you, it's very easy, easy to pinpoint your imperfections. And when that's all you're doing over a lifetime, that turns into just self-degradation and just beating the shit out of yourself. Let's all focus on being attractive by loving ourselves. I love it. Thank you, buddy. This week, what were you at? I was at a five. I'm at a four, baby. One, two, three, four. Self-love isn't, a, it's not a competition, but I kicked your ass. You might have some self-love, but I have some some hates right now. <laughs> Better be for you, Tyler. <laughs> All right, really, really great job. It, it, it makes me really uncomfortable talking about that stuff sometimes, mm -hmm. as I'm sure it is for most people, but I genuinely believe what it is that I'm saying, and I'm just... I'm just scared of the people who don't think about this hearing it or maybe don't have the problems that I have. Maybe maybe what I think is totally me and and I'm assigning it to the whole world and, and it's just me. I don't know. But it is the experience that I've been having. Yeah, I, I would say cer the certain or the specific traits or the specific ways about it that you go uh, that you go about it might be specific just to you, but the overall conversation of loving yourself is universal. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Um, and, and and I think it's great. I love that on this show. That's what we're that's what we're trying to do. While damn straight, you know, saying faga and whatever, you know. Uh, <laughs> I'm back, baby. He's laughing. Tyler, uh, you have GBI this week. Mm -hmm. Do you have anything else? I didn't ask you before the show. Uh, Tony Bennett died, so uh, what? We got to talk about that. Old blue eyes. Yeah, yeah. I'm just kidding. That's Frank Sinatra, who's dead. I have a segment that I have come up with totally on my own. My, hap my happiest homicide. As opposed to what? 
Well, that segment you came up with somebody else. This is the joke <laughs> that we do where we rip off a podcast and uh, then we say that it was our thing. Oh, you didn't. You know, oh, like, that's like my fault. First podcast on the right. Uh, what? That's that's that, that's right. Mean. That's what mean. you stole from last podcast on the left. I've never let's heard of do. <laughs> doesn't exist. Never heard of it. All right. Let's go ahead, Tyler. Let's do uh, go ahead and kill Tony Bennett. And then and then we'll take a break and we'll come back with my thing. That's a different segment. Yeah. Love it. Ryan, happy death day. Thank you. Tell, tell us what happy death day is. <sighs> you, you're going to make me do this? Every time. You're going to make me do this? Go ahead. All right. Go ahead happy death day is where somebody passes away and we mourn their loss, but we celebrate their life. Whoa. And then we punch their widow <laughs> right in the face. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It's where we talk, you know, death is, we think of it as a bad thing, yeah. but 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 it, it could be a celebration. It's a very necessary thing for life. Otherwise Nothing, life would be pointless. It, I, I, you just took the words right out of my mouth. Everything would be gray, uh, metaphorically, if we weren't able to die. Life would lose all meaning, really. Agreed. Well, well, Tony Bennett has died. Now, if you've never heard this, you're probably a Gen Zer, but he was, um, how would you describe his popularity uh, a, a few decades ago? Well, he's a crooner, not unlike Frank Sinatra, mm-hmm. and he was very, uh, Mel Torme, the Velvet Fog, and uh, he was- <laughs> Bonafide. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> um, but but he, he is of a, of a time that has passed, uh, of a singing style that nobody- Well, you know who's kind of doing it now is- um, Is it Buble? That's exactly right. Yeah, Buble does it, yeah. Buble yeah. has that same vibe, but it was a time that has passed, but these people still have stayed as relevant as ever. For sure. Well, and it was also during a time when we obviously didn't have as many sources of entertainment. Internet not as popular so, back then. So Al Gore was still working on it. The connection was terrible. Uh, yeah, and that's the thing is that you only had so many uh, sources. So when you say like Johnny Carson was the biggest talk show host to ever, to ever do it, that's because everybody had to watch yeah, him or it, you, you didn't watch anything else. It, you had three choices. That's it. So, and, and Johnny Carson was the shit. And he was really good at really, winning. Really witty. Also a dickhead. Uh, winner, sure. winner of eight. Teen Grammy Awards. Wow. He was nominated for 36. Uh, he was relevant 50-50. for seven decades. How is that possible? Seven decades. Well, that's the thing. It's it is as time marches forward, it's so hard to to shape shift into what is still, you know, popular. And with them, that's a it's just it's just classic. It's just this uh, old school vibe that people still resonate with. Absolutely. Like Bob Marley. Yeah, obviously in a different sense. I I couldn't imagine Bob Marley wearing a fedora, but that would. uh, We can review. I guarantee I could come up with a picture. (laughs) Guaranteed. A challenge accepted. Uh, He was born in Queens in 1926 to Italian immigrants. Uh, he was drafted into World War II in 1944. Wow. Talk about, you know, he was drafted, in, but it was in 1944. It was like like the last year of the war. So if you're going to get drafted, that's the time to do it. This guy knows what's going that's on. That's the time to do it. Uh, and so he he was just, as, as we've already said so many times, he was, along with Frank Sinatra and others, he was the- The Velvet Fog. The epitome of- of cool. Yeah, he was. He was the epitome of cool. Epitome. Um so so uh Tony Bennett, I say, thank you for your service. Thank you for your service both on and off the battlefield. Yeah. And happy death day. 
Excellent, Tyler. Excellent. Tony Bennett, the Bennett Estate. We uh, we tip our fedora to you. Let's take an early break here because we're coming back with some lengthy information about killers and what's going on in the world. Those guys. Two lovers forbidden from one another. A war divides their people. And a mountain divides them apart. Build a path to be together. Yeah, I forget the next couple lines, but uh, there it goes. You hate. Secret tunnel! Secret tunnel! Through the mountain! Secret, 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 secret tunnel! Yeah! Those guys you hate. Red circle. And we are back, baby. It was nice to stretch our legs there, wasn't it? I love it. We didn't move. Nope. That's the whole thing. We're going right there. That's the joke. We can edit it to make it seem like we were gone for six months. Didn't move, Tyler. Mm -hmm. All right, here we go. This is my segment that I came up with. Nobody's ever done it. I stole it from my favorite murder. It is. My happiest homicide. And this week on My Happiest Homicide, we are going to be talking about Paul Bernardo. We're going to be talking about Carla Homolka. We're going to be talking about the Ken and Barbie killers, Tyler. Okay. Canada's finest. Hmm, I've never heard of them. Is that like their version of Bonnie and Clyde? Um, or was Bonnie and Clyde Canadian? They, I don't I don't even know. I'm really not. I guess we can review. But you got me doing a lot of homework here, Tyler. If you could stop <laughs> asking questions, I would very much appreciate it. Uh, Carla Homolka is I don't know why. The reason that my vocabulary is the way that it is, sometimes I get words that just get stuck in my mind like a like a song or like a catchy little ditty and they just bounce around. Yeah, and then you keep repeating them out loud for everybody to suffer through. I apologize for that, by the way, uh-huh. my faga. Uh-huh. But, but Carla Homolka is one of those. I, I, the name has been stuck in my mind for, for... It's just something that just bounces around in there. I don't know why. All right. Nonetheless, Paul Bernardo... Carla Homolka, the Ken and Barbie Killers, let's get into it, okay? Do it. 1987. What do you remember about 1987, Tyler? I was negative one years old, so I don't know. Go back to your womb, Tyler. Uh, Paul Bernardo is 23 years old, and he is the Scarborough racist. (laughs) The Scarborough racist? (laughs) You got to do a lot to be known as the racist. (laughs) There's a bunch of people in that town trying to take his spot. Uh, He is the Scarborough rapist, Tyler. I'm so glad we get to keep that in. We have a good time. We have fun on this show, don't we? Now, here's the thing, okay? Scarborough rapist. He finally, spoiler alert, during capture, he admitted to 14 cases. He admitted to 14 cases of rape as the Scarborough rapist. Jesus. He faces 53 cases, so he was... Kind of sold himself short. That's the deal. And I always wonder about the people who admit to things, but they don't admit to some things. I just don't understand that. I understand admitting to a lesser crime to get out of a bigger one, but you're already admitting to 14 out of 53 of the same crime. Well, the problem with it is, is that these people, by definition, 
are fucked up. If you're a rapist, Very if you're true. a killer, you're fucked up. You have people who admit to things that they didn't do. You have people who won't admit to child killings because of what will happen to them in jail. There's all of this, sure. this you know, confluence of things that it, it's just really hard to understand what's going on in the brains of killers, you know? Well, and I know we'll never get an answer, but I wonder what he was thinking when he's like, no, 14 is good, but 15, I can't admit to that 15th rate. And that's the deal. And I'm sure some of them weren't him or whatever. So... Later that year, at 23, he meets Carla Homolka, who is 17, in Ontario. Now, what you'll find is sometimes when you have these sociopaths, when you have these psychopaths, it's a terrible, terrible thing. But in the worst case scenario is when one of these people meets another one of these people and they have what the French call a folie à deux, Mm. which is... A, you know, a, a madness of two yeah. where, where, where they get together and they push each other to new heights that they wouldn't alone. Their, their craziness just begets the other's right. craziness and they're always stacking on top it's of like each other. It's like this podcast. If I was just talking to myself, I'm sure this would be like- Oh no, you'd meander a, into something NPR. insane. No, do I have that wrong? No, NPR? I would do Who do you think you are? And so <laughs> I told Tyler to go fuck himself. That he was a faggot. <laughs> That's not funny, Tyler. You're, Sorry. you're using it too much. This kind of sounds like uh, natural-born killers. Very much so. Yeah. Now, what you're going to find at the at the crux of this story, and I think it's very easy in true crime podcasts and all of this. America, is perhaps the world, is now in a true crime frenzy. And I say, as an OG, this is my territory. Back the fuck off. Oh, yeah. But what you're going to... Yeah. Very often, people go to, oh, the cops didn't do their jobs, and these fools... It's very hard to put these things together. It's not like playing one of those mystery games on your iPad where you're like, oh, look, the clue is right here. It's very hard to put together these watertight cases. I would imagine being a detective is difficult. Very difficult yeah. because everything is stacked up. You have to do it without a shadow of doubt. That's very hard. Yeah. In this particular situation, yeah. that is very much the case. This is what seems like a bunch of lazy fucking investigators who just want to get back to their Sudoku. There is no career out there in which you will not find lazy people. Sure. Like good, you good will, point. you I bet you there are lazy CIA agents. I bet you there are lazy FBI agents. Of course there are lazy law enforcement. That doesn't mean that they speak for the uh, law enforcement community as a whole, but if you have a if you have thousands of people in a group you're going to find some insane ones. You're going to find some lazy ones. You're going to find some fucking insane ones. Some racist ones. I mean, yes, of course. That's sure. that's how the, the human mind works. Well, and the problem is, if you're a lazy pizza delivery guy, you know. Oh, no, that's a bridge too far. My anchovies are cold. If you're a lazy cop, women are dying. Yeah. And and again, yeah. it's a hard job, and I'm not, you know, going after anybody. But I will say, in this case, it, it very much feels like this whole thing could have been avoided relegated yeah. to uh, you know a couple of incidents so and they meet in 1987 now in all of these cases there is one thing that stands out you know Ted Bundy going berserker at FSU mm-hmm. or you know all of these things even even John Wayne Gacy he never dressed up as a clown when he killed people, but there's something about him being a clown at children's birthday parties and stuff that just stuck him in your mind. Here is the thing about the Ken and Barbie killers that stuck with me, okay? 
Paul Bernardo, Scarborough rapist, obsessed with sex, obsessed, you know, those things turn into a muddy, dark fantasy in your mind, was obsessed with virgins. Explain the virgin thing to me, Tyler. I don't understand it. You, you have like a, like a fetish for blood on your sheets? There's a, there's a, I guess there's a, man, and I don't understand it, but I guess there's something about uh, a, a, an un- uh, defiled, Sullied, yeah. unsullied type yeah. person. I, I don't understand it at all. I'm not trying to teach people how to give a blowjob, Tyler. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Now, now, here's the thing. He became obsessed with Carla's younger 15-year-old sister, Tammy, okay? Always a red flag. Unfortunately, in this circumstance, it wasn't a red flag. Mm. Carla started dreaming up ways to gift her younger virgin sister to Paul. Also a red flag. <laughs> what happens when two red flags get together, Tyler? Is it just a bigger red flag? It's a gigantic red flag that will envelop anyone. So in July of 1990, they served her sister Tammy spaghetti filled with Valium ah. stolen from Carla's work Ooh. as a veterinarian technician. Okay. Have you ever taken Valium? No. I've no. taken Valium. Pump up the Valium. <laughs> It is. That was on wet, Tyler. I got a, you. That came out of my nose. I got you. Um, it's a good time. It's it's not it's not ether. It's not going to put you on the ground. Okay. First of all, I've never done ether. Uh, it's, and, and second of all, no drug is a good time when it's fed to you without your knowledge. That's true. Period. I, if MK Ultra has taught us anything, so so Tammy wakes up. Bernardo rapes her for about uh, a minute and she wakes up uh-huh. and they just kind of laugh it off. This is this is Ooh. the kind of breeding ground for insanity. Yeah. Now, as this is all going on, also in 1990, Bernardo is questioned about the Scarborough rapes and he gives the Toronto police his hair, his blood in his saliva, which is... If everything works out the way it's supposed to, the end of this case. But yeah. it is filed away and never tested, Tyler. There is something about rape. Even even today, there are thousands upon thousands of untested rape kits that are just sitting in police departments across this country. And a lot of these true crime podcasts, people who get more into depth than you and I do, like that's their whole shtick. And there is no uh, you know witty banter going on. A lot of them are trying to make money to send to these th- uh, to these places to get these kits tested because it's just devastating, man. That's wild. It's we need to raise money to have kits tested to see if people got raped. It's yeah. What are we doing? Your own private money. But the problem is, there's a lot of rape going on. Dude. There is a lot of it's, rape. It's easy to be like, hey, just fix this one. There's you know the funds do not match up. It's not, hey, don't fix this. It's hey, let's supply enough funds to 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 help. With this problem, yeah. instead of just put it on the back burner and forget about it. Yeah. The I, whole place burns down. I agree. Now, December 23rd, 1990, th- this is kind of the thing. This is where it gets kind of blurry. So Paul and Tammy, the younger sister, now are being flirtatious. You imagine that this is a pretty tough household if it's churning out a serial killer and a, you know a younger sister who thinks she's been raped but is seeing it in some weird way as a positive thing and now yeah. they're getting closer and closer so what carla decides for christmas is to gift paul her sister so what she decides to do she gives her more volume and she also uses and i don't remember exactly what drug it is but a you know an ether like 
drug that you hold over somebody's face. It's, gotcha. it's for the animals to be put out as they're being as they're being operated on. Oh yeah, because I know that when I love sex, I love the person to just lie there. You're not into that. I feel like you're saying that as a joke. Ugh. So they do it. They 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 dose her with with tranquilizers. They get to raping. Perhaps I should phrase that. In yeah. Different. Okay. Right. Ever. Yeah. Right. So they get to raping. Go uh, on. So they get to raping. Uh, My vacuum. And Tammy, in the middle of it, chokes on her own vomit and dies. Ah. Yes, the old choke on the old vomit to get out of sex move. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah. Oh man, yeah. my I, I I was married yeah. to this woman that used to pull that all the time. Yeah. Well, really, just one time. Yeah, you can only do it the one. <laughs> you only need one. And so they dress her. They put her back in her bed. They call the police, and the police come. They never perform any sort of a. They, they don't follow up on it. They don't do what's necessary in a death to be like, hey, this seems weird. This yeah, fifteen year old girl's dead in her bed. It's kind of like what they used to do in the late 1800s when there was a murder and you'd be like, oh my God, look at all that blood. Johnson, mop that up. Yeah. yeah and it's like, it's like, man, can't we do something with this? Can't you believe her head exploded? There is some, <laughs> it is too hot out. I got to tell you. It's the third one this week. So the thing is, her death is ruled an accident. They don't do all the follow-up. And, and, and the real question is this. You think that when you get into this male-female serial killer combo... The man is the strong, uh, you know, the one who's driving this. And the woman is, in some ways, a victim. She mm -hmm. is part of it. But she, in a lot of these ways, has been beaten down. They are like a long-term willing victim to just stay alive. Well, I think that's where the complication comes in, is where that person is a victim. But now, because of brainwashing, they have arrived in a place where they are now actively participating in the crimes. So it's a very gray area where, yes, they are a victim, but they're also a perpetrator. Absolutely. Now, in some circumstances, if your life is in, in danger and you are being forced to do a crime, are you truly guilty of that crime? This situation, I believe, not the case. I wonder if Tammy was killed because she saw them getting closer and she and she thought as a psychopath, as an actual psychopath, nobody does this to me, especially my little sister. Mm. This woman knew how these drugs worked. She was a veterinarian and she held this rag on her face to the point where her face was completely burned by these drugs. And the police show up. She's in bed. She's dead. Her face looks like Freddy Krueger. And she's like, well, I guess this is just a just an accident. Let's uh, let's make it over to Duncan. What's happening over in there and those police officers lives where they see that and they're like, ah, let's clean this up and go get some lunch. Tyler, have you ever done paperwork? It sucks dick. Yeah, that's true. April 16th, 1992. Uh, I could go through all of this, but what's happening now, they get married. They are now systematically uh, kidnapping women and torturing them and raping them and leaving them naked and in different places. This happens all over the place. And I understand we're running out of time, but I feel like we've skipped a couple steps here where it's like we accidentally killed her sister to now we're kidnapping, raping, and murdering uh, women. But that's what's happening. They have now found... Oh, I believe you. Paul Bernardo says to her at the very beginning of this thing where, where these people will kind of test the waters and be like, hey... What would you think if I was the Scarborough rapist? And what most people would be like, what 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 are you talking about? Why would like you even pose that yeah, question? What are you and then you go, yeah. babe, I'm just kidding. Yeah. I'm just kidding. Yeah. She said, 
I think that would be awesome. Mm. And that is, you know, where they start, you know, twin flaming out of control. That sends chills up my spine. I can't even imagine that conversation going down. The the, the amount of, of not even animosity, the amount of darkness that must have been there in that moment, I cannot even begin to imagine. And, and which blossomed out of that moment. So finally... Um, in December of 1992, the Center of Forensic Science begins DNA testing the samples of Paul Bernardo two years ago. Ah, yes. Two years ago. Yes. Well, better late than never, I guess. And nothing comes of it, Tyler. Nothing comes of it. Now, here's the thing about being married to a serial killer. They're going to turn on you at some point. I mean, they're they're both serial killers at this point, but you can't trust somebody who's raping people and leaving them in ditches. So in 1993, well, in January, and, go ahead. And, well, and also the somebody who just is incapable of making that connection. It's like a wild animal where eventually at any point they could just snap and turn. That's it. They don't have some kind of connection to you that would keep them from doing that very thing. It's like the woman who was living with the chimpanzee and giving him Xanax and red wine. Well, that was a little bit. You're feeding a, a wild animal wine and drugs. Oh, very true. Right, what's, is, the, yeah. what's the difference? Yeah. But that, that that monkey was not raping and kidnapping young girls. You didn't give it enough time. You know what yeah. I mean? You didn't give it enough time. Put on a leash. At Finally, in January 1993, Bernardo beats Homolka with a flashlight, Oof. leaving her with two... Terrible black. I mean, just beats the shit out of yeah, her. Yeah, I, yeah, you know, yeah. it's just awful. Yeah, of course. Homolka splits from Paul Bernardo. Of course. And turns on him. Of course. Now, February 17th, Michael's birthday, 1993. Mike, Mikey Menendez. Mikey Menendez. Paul Bernardo is arrested. Also Michael Jordan, by the way. Paul Bernardo is, which, by the way, I should probably say here, as of right now, has no known connection to these crimes. Oh, that's good. That's sure. good. He was at the top of my list. As of now. Yeah. As of yeah, now. I'll keep an eye on you, <laughs> sir. <laughs> Bernardo is arrested, um, and they later find that the officers that were in charge do not let him call his his lawyer, thereby alleviating all of that part of the investigation from being able to be used in, in trial. The fuck is their problem? So somebody needs to look into this. And and, and I'm going to go ahead and put a big bow on it. Uh, Homolka pleads guilty to two counts of manslaughter and receives a 12-year jail sentence. So, in other words, she turned on him. She got immunity, r- relatively speaking, for all of those murders. Mm-hmm. She went to jail for manslaughter for 12 years. So, didn't get immunity. Uh, well, she she pled to a lesser charge, manslaughter as opposed to being a serial killer. Twelve right. years gotcha. is nothing. I mean, you could that's fair. You could get that for selling weed down here you know, a couple of years ago. Oh, you know, so true. And so, what did he get? Uh, he is in jail for the rest of his life. Oh, thank goodness. Carla Homolka, July fourth, Independence Day, mm-hmm. two thousand five, released from jail. Um, she is out. How's she doing? Last seen, caught working at a school. Are they not doing background checks? And and of course the the the, the people the parents of the school went into a, a tizzy, I believe it's called. I believe that's uh, justified. And what they've done, you know, and and as of now they don't know where she is. Paul Bernardo in jail. Mm-hmm. She is out living her life, being the best homolka that she could be. Oh, but she's not at the school anymore. No, no, they kind oh. of, they ousted her, which isn't fair. I mean, come on, we gotta we gotta make a living here. No, no, no. no I'm they, just kidding. I don't want you watching say, my kids. No, no, no. And that is. 
the Ken and Barbie Killers, My Happiest Homicide. Mm-hmm. That's my segment. Mm-hmm. Now you know a little something about the Ken and Barbie Killers. Truly, I mean, listen, they're raping, they're pillaging, they're killing together. I think the crux of that story is, and I'll and I'll slap a little a, another little detail here on top. They they videotaped everything. This is like the rise of the video camera. They videotaped everything. That is terrible. They found a video later on after her little sister was dead of her dressing up in her sister's clothes, lying in the bed, and them having sex while she pretended to be her dead sister that she killed. That's yeah, kind of fucked up, it's man. Kind of fucked up. Kind of fucked up. That's the FSU. It wasn't the same t- bed, was it? Same bed. Ah. Yeah. yeah, you got to move out of that. <laughs> oh, ah, we have a good time, don't we? Dude, that little sister is on the other side, just looking at this, like, what the fuck? Tisk tisk. What I, is this? One person doesn't like this. And I told you not to go through my clothes. <laughs> oh, they're touching my stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's fucked up, man. That's super fucked up. People. Yeah. The deadliest of game. But remember, the universe is in balance, so that means as fucked up as they were, there are two other people out there that are on the opposite side and just as good as they were bad. And you're looking at them, baby. Well, they can't see us. This is an audio medium. And you're listening to them with your earballs. Let's do GBI. Get this taste out of my mouth. GBI. We're running a little long, so I'm going to I'm going to make this quick, 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 quick. But I'm going to fill your mind with information. Hit me, baby. Flamingos are born white. They become pink from the food that they eat. As they're supposed to. <laughs> Let's go right into our good. Oh, brother, this guy stinks. It's the shrimp, right? It's the the shrimp that they eat. A new drug has been found to slow the progression of Alzheimer's, Oh, wow. Ryan. That's fantastic. Experts are hailing this as a turning point against the fight uh, against the disease. It is called uh, Donenmeb. Donenmeb. That can't, that can't be right. Uh, just hit me with a nailed it. Nailed it. Thank you. Uh, it was found to slow the clinical decline of Alzheimer's by up to 35%. It allows people, as they take this on a day-to-day basis, to continue performing uh, tasks such as shopping, housekeeping, managing their finances. So, they, so you're saying it slows the degradation of your brain by 35%. Exactly. That's so great. if you were to take a scale of how much damage this is going to do over an allotted amount of time, it will slow that damage down by 35%, by a third. That's a reasonable amount. It's a reasonable amount. And and remember, this, uh, this kind of stuff begets better treatment. So this is the beginning. This is the beginning of it. So the health uh, spending watchdog in England, the National Institute for Health and Care Excellence or or NICE is already assessing whether the drug can be used by the National Health Services. So they're already looking to see if they can bring this out to the masses. Hopefully it's safe enough. Oh, so they're testing it ostensibly. This has been tested and seen that it's it's been proven to do this, but more testing needs to be done before you can give it to thousands of people. Of course. Because, you know, bad shit can happen. But researchers, researchers examined almost 1,800 people with early stage Alzheimer's with half given a monthly infusion of denenumab. Oh, you're doing it again. Into the bloodstream, and the other half given a placebo over 18 months. The study concluded after 76 weeks of treatment that it slowed clinical decline by, as I said, 35%. 
Uh, when the results were combined for people who had different levels of this protein, there was a 22% slowing in disease progression. So this is a monumental step in the fight against Alzheimer's. And it is, because we've never, we've never had anything. Like there are drugs out there for Alzheimer's, but it's basically like, here, take this and good luck. Yeah. This is something where it's, hey, take this and you can actually lead a normal life for much longer before anything happens. It's kind of like what they did with HIV, where it's it's this thing that's just, you know, chopping people down and they finally figured something that could, you know, I, what, what did what did they do? We alleviate AIDS. I feel like that's really been HIV. As long as you get it before it turns into full blown AIDS, we're basically at a point now where you could just live with it for the rest of your life and you're good. That's awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. Onto our bed, Ryan. Holy moly! Love that. Yeah. Uh, we were talking about this piece of shit earlier. Sorry to be so judgmental. Um, Carla Homolka. <laughs> Bob Iger. Yeah. You heard of him? Kind of a douche. Bit of a douche. Yeah, a bit of a douche. Started as a weatherman in the 70s. That's right. Mm -hmm. I just listened to a on. podcast on uh, on how hard it's been for him to come back into Disney. Like, he tried to use that meat shield and then step back in, he get, get all the praise. Mm -hmm. It hasn't gone the way that he had hoped. Not exactly. They brought in the other man. Uh, I forget his name. His name was Bob something. For a couple of years to make all these really bad uh, changes to save the company even more money coming out of COVID. Operation not my fault. Exactly. Now Bob Iger has come back in and he has just been swarmed by issue after issue after issue. And he has still had to uh, uh, make unpopular changes. Sure. And I don't think you can move the same, make the same move twice. Or he's yeah. like, oh, I'm going to retire again, bring somebody else in, make the changes, and him come back. I'm coming to back to replace myself. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, he's lost like a billion dollars on the streaming, you know, situation. There's a lot of things not going in his right in his world. And I bet he's thinking, oh boy. Good. Yeah. Good. I yeah. hope I hope that his Fudge life him. I hope his life is filled with stress. Oh, wow. I hope it's filled with stress. That's as mean as Tyler gets. And I hope that he gets watery diarrhea once oh, a week. Oh, Tyler. Once a week. Once a, wait, if you're getting watery di diarrhea once a week, you're just living with watery diarrhea. Once a week, Ryan. I, I think I got that. But anyway, go on. No, you don't? I think I do. Uh, all yeah, right. Yeah. Well. something going on with me. Okay, well, he's been extended for the next two years. It's, that's a, a segment for another time. Sure, sure. I'll, I'll WebMD that. And he has made a couple quotes over the last week or so sure because you have the writers and the actors both on strike uh it hasn't been done since 1960 last week i did a math error and i said oh in the last 80 years it's in the last 60 years that's embarrassing so embarrassing but he is uh, one of the quotes that he has said is i would say that in some cases the challenges are greater than i anticipated talking about him coming back as you just alluded to mm -hmm. coming back to the company if anything I would say that the disruption of that business has happened to a greater extent than he predicted. Yeah. You, you know what I actually have for Ryan's vault of sound, which we're not going to have time to get to, mm -hmm. is the Ron Perlman sound. Have you heard that? I have. It yeah. is an excellent sound and menacing. Also a crime, I believe. Uh, kind of a crime. I think it's a crime. And for the people who don't know, Ron Perlman, most famously Hellboy or, or Sons of Anarchy? Uh, uh, both. You would know him from either or. Uh, ironically, Hellboy threatened to burn some people's houses down. As he should. Because a CEO at Netflix allegedly said, we will wait these actors and writers out. We will wait until they can't pay their rent and they're thrown out of their houses. Until they're kicked out of their homes. Which is, which is just awful. 
Do we know that it was one of the CEOs of Netflix? I mean, do we really know anything? But that's the way that it's being reported. Okay. A CEO of Netflix. Netflix has come out and said to the unnamed person who said this, that is not our stance. Oh, because of course it and is. And I say that's what you would say. Yeah. It, Get him, Hellboy. Of course it is their stance. Are you rooting for this guy to burn somebody's house down? Uh, no. I'm putting no, you in a bad position. No, no, of course not. I do hope that the people who did say that lose their homes. I don't know about it, burning their homes down. That's a violent act. How would you like for them to lose their homes? Just foreclose the pod. <laughs> Just foreclosure. Listen, we don't want your money. <laughs> Give us the house. Arson seems a bit extreme. Okay. Wow. You found a, a weird gray area in arson. Well, you know, somebody does it. Somebody does it. Well, he also goes on to, to say... Um, we managed as an industry to negotiate a very good deal with the Directors Guild that reflects the value that the directors contribute to this great business. So he's saying, hey, look, look at this value we give these directors. He goes on to say, we wanted to do the same thing with the writers and we'd like to do the same thing with the actors. There is a level of expectation that they have that is not that is just not realistic and they are adding to a set of challenges that this business is already facing that is quite frankly, quite frankly, very disruptive. You know what the thing is, man, and and I, I, in some weird way, I'm really happy that this is happening because it is just a microcosm of what's going on in the world. We look at these Hollywood elites, we look at these fucking liberals, and we say, look, you guys got the world by the balls, and there is still this classist system going on in the ranks of the Hollywood elites. You got the people at the top, you got the, generally speaking, cisgendered white men uh, with the directors, with the CEOs, they all look the fucking same, mm -hmm. and they are saying to the the people who are actually doing the work, who are actually creating things, that are actually putting their faces and voices on these things, let us scan you and give you $200. Suck my dick, Bob yep. Iger. Yep. And, and that's kind of the whole thing. Oh, Bob Chapek was the guy who, the guy. who he replaced. Uh, that's the whole thing, is he is giving these quotes, or at the very least quotes like it, from a billionaire's convention. This is a man whose net worth is $350 million. You don't need more than $250 million. <laughs> and he is saying that the level of expectation that these people have, meaning we would like to pay our bills and eat food three times a day. I offered you $200. <laughs> what do you want? And what we're talking about is they said that for people who are in the back, uh, the extras, yep. we give you $200, we scan your likeness, we take your voice, and you will be appearing in movies long after you're dead. Yep. For that $200 we gave you. Remember that back in 2000 and whatever it is? You're welcome. Yeah. And that's just it. Is Here is this man. It, it, Crazy. There, there is no better symbology uh, excuse me, symbolism. Symbology <laughs> is not a word. You're thinking of Robert Langdon. <laughs> there is no better symbolism for the issues at hand while you have this fuckface sitting up on a pedestal speaking down to everybody going, hey, that's that's just not feasible what you guys are asking. For sure. Fuck you, yeah. dude. Well, it's not feasible because... I'm the one who makes the rules. Yeah. I declare this not feasible. And for your wishes to be feasible, I have to make less than $350 million. Not, not going to happen. How could how you will, even say that? How will I buy my eighth horse yeah. that I will never ride or see? Yeah, it, it is. And it is, again, a microcosm of what's going on in the world where the rich, the, the top you know, 2% own 70% of the world's resources. And they say, 
well, what do you want from us? Yep. You want us, you know, you want us to starve? And it's like, no, man, we just want you to give away a, a, a fraction of what you have that you'll never even notice so the rest of us can flourish. Exactly. And this is a blueprint for what is coming for all of us. Yep. AI is coming for all of our jobs. So we, as a society, are going to need to stand up and do exactly what these groups are doing. You know the difference with these groups? They have incredibly strong unions. And and um, and where they're recognized in, in you know, if you are of the, the, you know, the bowling alley lane fixing guild, you're not going to get the same kind of pub as Hellboy. Exactly. So, so you get buried and nobody gives a shit. But the thing is, the people on the bottom rung of this ladder of what we're talking about are people that we care about very much and people that we love. And so you want to see, it's weird, but these millionaires fight these billionaires. You Absolutely. Know what I mean? uh, because we are much, we are infinitely closer to the millionaires than the millionaires are to the billionaires. That's exactly it's right. It's not even remotely close. And you see this in sports too, where the people are out there literally, literally putting their bodies on the line are the working class yep. and the people up at the top who are making most of the money are not doing anything but sitting in their ivory towers and watching you break your body and then taking away your contract. And for some reason, we're all on the owner's sides. I don't know. I mean, race plays into that too, but that's a different story for yeah. a different day. And there's just this idea of like, oh, maybe one day I'll be a millionaire. One day I'll maybe be a billionaire. No, you won't. That is the American propaganda that they've been selling us from the very beginning to keep us in line. It could mm -hmm. be you. Mm -hmm. You could be Justin Bieber. Yeah, just just create a world-changing uh, uh, technology sure. to become a billionaire. Just go, go do that. Why don't we all be billionaires? <laughs> would that, would that, what would happen then? Why did I think of that? Yeah, that, and then all of a sudden the trillionaires are in charge. Yeah, boy. Looking at you, Apple. Uh, on to our interesting. Now, Deal. Ryan, have you um, have you heard of? I'm I'm trying to think of the term where it's like a, a, a like a danger tourist, where it is a, a you go on a tourism escapade, but you put yourself in life threatening situation. You talking about New Orleans? <laughs> not so much. <laughs> not so much. It's getting there, but not so much. Sure. That one guy wanted my shoes. <laughs> he wanted your everything. You know, I was at the bar and I was talking to somebody and they're like, yeah, I was in New Orleans. This guy came up to my husband and scared the hell out of him and said, I like his shoes. Let me tell you about your shoes. And I'm like, I, I met that guy. <laughs> he didn't just do that to me. What an asshole. You put your hands up. You're like, I know enough about my shoes. Please PTSD, leave me alone. PTSD. Well, have you, have you heard of these? Um, They'll go to war-torn countries. They'll go to... No. To, yeah, I, I haven't, but I understand what you're saying. Sure, very few and far between. They'll go to very high gang activity areas and try to like walk through with like a, a expensive equipment, and they'll get robbed at knife point and then survive it. And that's the rush they're looking for. See, I could think of like journalism of of, of a journalist going to the 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 front of a battlefield. Mm. The idea that like rich people are going somewhere to get robbed for the rush. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you reap what you sow, my man. Yeah. Yeah. Man. So tell me more. I haven't heard of this. This well, is crazy to me. This one, and I, I can't even say this is rich people, but tourists have flocked to Death Valley to experience world record heat. That's, uh, they, which is going on all over the place, right? In, it, in Phoenix, they're doing some big things. Very much so. Where, but Where is Death Valley? Is that California? Death, Death Valley is right on the border of California and Nevada. Okay. Yep. I could see that. 
And uh, over there, it is climbed to a temperature of 55 degrees Celsius, which is 131 degrees Fahrenheit. Which is which is pretty hot. Unlivable. Yeah. It is unlivable. You can yeah. you can only go fifteen to twenty minutes in that kind of heat without suffering some severe damage. Well, that's what they're saying in Phoenix, where it's been twenty five days or whatever the actual stat is that it has been over hundred and ten degrees, yeah. where it's just getting hotter and hotter and hotter. They're literally saying, Don't go outside. You can't go outside. We are literally, literally, literally. and I'm using literally, literally. Uh we are literally watching Day after day, year after year, our planet become unlivable. Or, 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 we're getting ready to uh, role play Fallout. <laughs> All right? Like, we're, we're literally seeing the beginning of some of these movies, of some of these things where it's just the, like, like you said, like kind of the end of the world. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and this is something that we heard growing up. And it was like, yeah, in decades, it's... L- Again, yeah. literally happening before our eyes. Yeah, I thought it would be like my kids, kids, kids. Yeah. And I'm like, well, that kind of sucks for you. you wait, is happening to me? Yeah. We got to do something. Yeah. Even even to the boomers, even to the generation that did the most damage and caused the majority of these, of these problems, they are suffering these problems, these consequences. Which they thought would be our problem. And it is so frustrating to still see them, generally speaking, put their hands in their ears, close their eyes and shake their head and go, I can't hear you. I can't hear you. Not a problem. I had one of these conversations with a boomer last night, Tr- truly, where, where they were yelling at me about electric cars and all this shit. And I'm just like, dude, you are living on a different planet, my man. Well, one gentleman, and, and, it, and it really figuratively makes my blood boil because that, that is just the arrogance on top of arrogance. Uh, one gentleman in Death Valley decided to dress in an entire Batman costume. Sure, as and, one does. And go on a one-mile jog just to see what it was like. Now, Mike... <laughs> There's so many questions that I have for you. I assume this is a man. It's got to be a man. Of course. Women don't do shit like this. No, that's why they live longer. Carla Homolka wouldn't even do this. Now, my question to you is, not on, in the same vein as Bob Iger, do you feel for this man like you get what you get and you don't get upset? Uh, yeah, I, 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 there is the part of me that hopes that he's okay. I don't want anything to befall this, this sounds man. Sounds like mental illness to but, me. But I also, I also strongly believe in the fact of we are all responsible for the consequences that come from our own actions. Digital Darwinism, IRL. That's it. So if you want to go do that, it's like the guy who died free climbing mountains. Like if you want to go do that, that is fully up to you, and and I support your ability to do that. But when, like, what happened to him when you eventually fall and die, you he you must be aware that that is a very likely consequence. But I think we're talking about two different things here. Somebody who is drawn, like that, that bear guy who ended up getting killed by bears. He knew he was going to get killed by bears. There's something that drives you to do this. The guy who's, who's climbing the mountains that you're talking about, you would imagine this guy is a natural-born mountain climber where you love something so much that even if I die, I'm going to do this. Mm. As opposed to a guy fucking running through the desert in a Batman guy, you were not called to do this. You're an asshole. And maybe he's training to become Batman. Although he looked like he was in his 40s, so I think he's missed his time. Yeah, you're you're just Gotham <laughs> shitty, bro. I get the reference. I That's wasn't sure. I wasn't good. sure. You know what? That did as well as I could have hoped. Pretty good. Sure. Uh, yeah, so it just there's a certain level of thrill seeker that I just don't understand. As a matter of fact, I don't really understand the average yeah, thrill seeker. Yeah, me neither, man. I don't care how many parachutes you got. What are you doing? <laughs> but this is on a totally different level. Uh, he did have a camera crew with him, or at least a guy with a camera. 
Uh, Dressed so, as Robin. So he, <laughs> at least he had those tiny little tights. It actually <laughs> makes sense. The Robin makes sense. But but the thing is, I put this guy in the same, maybe not the same, you know, uh, genre as the the free climbers, but more in the genre of the person who dies while taking a stupid selfie. Yeah, uh, closer, definitely closer. Yeah. So. Well, uh, yeah. So, I best of luck to everybody who goes out there. This humankind. Kind of, yeah. This. Yeah. I want to know more about this this vacationing for for thrills. I, I we can review. I'm very interested in that subject. Oh, yeah. I, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, Netflix had a whole documentary on a guy or, or a series on a guy who would just go go to these places that your nation tells you. Don't go to these places. You will die. I'll take a one-way ticket, please. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah no return trip needed. I, I'm very interested in this weekend review on myself. For unless sure. I don't. Um, and that, Ryan, is GBI. Love it. Great job, Tyler. That Love was it. good. That was bad. That was interesting. Uh, Bob Iger. Feel free to go running in Death Valley in a Batman costume. Please. Oh, uh, wait. That actually, there might be some copyright infringement there. That's true. Uh, make it a Mickey Mouse costume. Spider-Man? Uh, that's true. Let's they keep it su- yeah, superhero themed. But that fair seems enough. like, that seems light. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Psylocke. Yeah, but don't stay on the roads. Just run out into the desert. Meet me. Tyler, tell people how they can run into our desert and bask in our oasis. Go to thoseguysyouhate.com mm-hmm. and uh, click on the links, all the links, and then hit subscribe. Leave us a voicemail like Argentina did. Please. Yeah. Please. I need to be corrected on things. How can I grow as a person if you will not correct me in the douchiest way possible? Messy number, whatever his 10. name. 10. He's whatever. number 10. 10 yeah, Feel free to use a little audio clip to rub Tyler's nose in it. Great job, Tyler. What? Oh, and by the way, we love you guys very much. Thank you for supporting us. Um... Yeah, I really want to get re-involved in this in a way that we were before. I know I've said this a lot, but that's truly where my heart is. I know in the middle of all this insanity and calling each other fagas, there is some real love here and some real respect and some hope for this planet that is mm-hmm. currently melting. Yeah. Tyler, what's the week? What's the moral of the story? There Weekly it is. Weekly moral of the story. I gotta, I gotta, if I want this show to do better, I have to become familiar with it. Well, uh, the moral of the story I will say is I genuinely support everybody's uh, ability to uh, seek their thrills and their and their enjoyment, I guess I'll call it, uh, in life, however you deem fit. Just please, for the love of God, two things. A, be as careful as you possibly can be. I know that might be a bit, you know, of an oxymoron considering what this guy is doing. But also, please don't drag others into your bullshit. Please, if you want a thrill seek, thrill seek. Don't drag others into yeah. it. Yeah, you but know? somebody's got to be recording me, Tyler. Otherwise, it's like, um, you know, donating. If other people don't know that I'm doing it, what's the point? Well, that's what drones are for. Sure. Send up a drone, have it record you. Just, you know what? Probably don't even involve the drone. Yeah. That's inhumane yeah, to the drone. I, I agree. <laughs> I agree. AI is listening, bro. I'd be very careful. <laughs> so just please be careful out there and please do not involve others in your suicidal uh, thrill seeking. Yeah. Please. Agreed. So, Ryan, what's the moral of the story? I, I think I'm kind of in the same place as you. Don't do drugs if you're feeling terrible. My suggestion to you is a little therapy, a little meditation, a little exercise, sleep a little bit better, then do drugs. Then a little bit of drugs. Then a little bit. Just not, a little not, bit. You don't want to overdrug. I'm not suggesting anyone overdrug, mm. but if you want to do drugs in a responsible way to celebrate life, I 
am behind that much more than, you know, trying to forget about things with cocaine because cocaine makes you think about things harder. Oddly specific. We are those guys you hate. Be kind or we'll snort you. <laughs> And red circle. And red circle. What's up, Tyler? How are you? I just had a banana. Yeah. What are you doing? Uh, just pulling this up on my computer. What tell are you the doing? people? Tell the people what you're up to. Um, I got banana breath, and not a gay euphemism. I actually, well, you don't know that. Excuse me. A little bit of column A, a little bit of penis, a little bit of column <laughs> D. <laughs> oh! Oh! Shit. Uh, I mean, name of the show. Um, Speaking of column D, Tyler, I think as we um, evolve as a species, not you and I, we're not. We're we're going back to. I refuse. Yeah, absolutely. I refuse. It's like growing up. An amorphous state. Refuse. Yep. So I think that that some of our jokes that have been resonating from a long time ago, some of them are inappropriate. Like, take my wife, please. (laughs) <laughs> Wait, that's not our joke. Nobody though. wants your wife, okay? Also true. Yeah, I mean, she's shrill. Oh, I was gonna say. Let no, me, I'm kidding around. Let me meet her first. But there's also. Oh yeah, that's your thing. Do you, and do you, there's also some things you, that are just not appropriate anymore. Are you talking about our humor, or you just mean humor in general? H- human humor. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's it's the the difference in society. It'll evolve over time. And what is appropriate changes along with it. Well, we talk about that a lot on this show because we're trying to find the sweet spot between being inappropriate for fun and being hateful. Like we're trying to figure out between the two of us, <laughs> disrespectful. How, how much hateful can we be before people get on our fucking case? You know what I mean? Disrespectful. Oh, well, I think like even us, if you would just take us as an example, if you and I were to do this over a long enough period of time, no matter how careful we are with it, eventually we will get to a certain time in the future where a joke we made uh, in the past is made inappropriate. I'm That's, sure we're definitely there. I'm just saying. Yeah, I am. Now, you have those kind of jokes that have become inappropriate because we're now being more thoughtful of other people and we don't want to offend people, which is really offensive to some people. Well, I was going to say, and the argument could be made, it's gone too far in the other direction. No, 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 too far. And, and people have been uh, getting a little bit too sensitive towards certain things. Very true. But then there is another genre of joke that has been around forever where it just, I don't get it. It's not offensive. It doesn't hurt me, but I don't understand. Dad jokes. The joke about not being able to find the female clitoris. Ah, I don't get it. It's because it's not real. It's quite pronounced, especially if you're in Brazil. It's it. I, I, I'm not even doing a sex joke here. I don't understand it. What is the thing of like, I can't find it. <laughs> well, my guess is it started with the female G spot and then it just evolved into the. And so the G spot is where my prostate is. I would assume because so. we all have kind of the same thing, right? So, so, uh, uh, well, you you start off in uh, in utero. Mm-hmm. We all are females, aren't we? At the very beginning, I believe so. Right, we can review, I guess. And then, as you you know, your um, 
what are they called? Your ova, your uh, ovaries. Ovaries. Those mm-hmm. are your testicles. Mm-hmm. Correct. Your so your clit, your clitoris, as the teachers be calling it, that's the head of your penis. Uh, I believe I believe that just is your penis, if I'm not mistaken. Hmm. It's a you go in or outy, basically. <laughs> I'm kind of right in the middle, like my my like my belly button. And this right here, ladies and gentlemen, let this be a lesson. We're fumbling through the clitoris. Why we need sex education in this country? Well, the guy who taught me sex education, Mister Wander, had a handlebar mustache and wore white cowboy boots, and I'm like. This is fucking sexy, man. This is sexy. I'm being taught. I digress. I digress. Mr. Wander, please, please call, do call me. Please digress. Feel free for your hands to wander around my body. Yeah, there it is. Um, I don't understand the joke. Female clitoris. I don't know. Why I keep saying female clitoris. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. like my How girl many male clitoris. Male clitorises. Do you know? Clitorati, Tyler. I believe the mm. plural is clitorati. I don't understand that joke. I'm not even going for anything sex related. I'm just saying like, what are we doing? What's the joke here? Well, I guess the the whole idea is men, you know, the average man doesn't know how to please a woman where he can't even find the clitoris. Women don't pre- deserve pleasure is what that guy would say, right? I guess. It's like uh, the dishwasher shouldn't be wearing shoes or that kind of joke. I think it's just a general statement, general joke. General towards, statement. Uh, a genital joke towards men, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, again... I don't have a punchline here. It's just I've heard it a bunch, and I'm like, I don't understand it. Well, Pretty I, easy to find. It ain't Waldo. That's true. That's that fucking Waldo. But hide, dude, hide and seek champion of the world. Imagine a clitoris wearing that hat and the glasses. I mean, that'd be pretty cool. Then I wouldn't be able to find it with that <laughs> red red and white striped shirt. <laughs> what are all these other clitorises doing here? Um, and very much like redheads don't have souls or blondes are ditzy and dumb. It's just another generalized yeah. joke towards a specific group of people. Dolph Lundgren. Blonde. Mm-hmm. Genius. Oh, he, he is a genius. Yeah. To the point of, like, insanity. I sure. think that guy's a kook, and I love him. And where did you find the time to work out like that in between all those PhDs, player? Oh, my God. Yeah. My God. All right. Uh, Clitoris says, raise up. We support you. Um, also in news, not just Clitorati uh, rising up, not just column Ds, Tyler, another person was gored by a bison. Another person was gored by a bison, Tyler. I assume this person got too close. Uh, sure. It was a person in uh, Yellowstone. Yeah. And uh, later on in the show, I'm going to be doing a PSA for your ASS, but I'll go ahead and do one right here. Animals are not your friends. Except for dogs. Except for dogs. Even dogs. If you don't know a dog, don't approach a dog that is not yours. Also true. Don't Animals are not... It's not the raccoon from uh, Pocahontas. It's not going to just... Raccoon? I don't know why I said it that way. <laughs> I, I'm not sure what happened there, but but I, I feel like you're missing your point. I hope you get gored. <laughs> Al gored. Back to your raccoon. Ah, fuck you. <laughs> uh, so my raccoon... Yeah, no, I don't understand. And, and perhaps Bob Iger is to blame. I'm not sure who to put this on. We but can all blame Bob Iger today. And he doesn't seem like a good dude. Nah, nah. He... Uh, animals are not to be trifled with. Don't be trifling with them bisons, player. No, and, and I think this is where education also comes into play, where we are we are much like people get their information on uh, uh, violence or how guns affect the human body from movies. I think we do that with animals too, where it's like, like we see something in a movie and we think we can do that. Much like men walking out of martial arts movies and we think that we fucking know martial sure. arts. I'm John Wick. Yeah. Somebody shot at me and I put my jacket over my head. Didn't work the same way in the movie was Man, i not holding it right would you or? just let that go already I won't let that go let it go I, it really 
stops me from suspending disbelief. In John Wick 4, they wear bulletproof suits. And so they just pulled the, the jacket over their faces and it protects them it's from just, bullets. It's just trash. <laughs> and Ryan is not about it. It's just <laughs> trash. But nonetheless, ladies and gentlemen, please stop yeah. approaching animals. And you know what? In some way, I, I'm bringing this back to real life. In some way, you and I have talked about it, like these jokes that we make, even if we don't mean them, even if they are satire, people over time just hearing it being spoken in levity believe, oh, maybe a little bit this is okay. Okay, a little bit further towards the side of misogyny is okay or being hateful of, you know, and being a xenophobe is okay. Well, jokes come from somewhere in your brain. They come from a real place. Well, and so seeing people interact with animals in a way where bisons are flipping you under their back and riding off into the sunset, it's making it okay for people to be like, I'm going to go ahead and and, and pet this thing that is roughly the size of a semi. Yeah. And and my get my total incomplete guess is, but I truly believe it, that the rise of the internet and everybody getting that crazy good shot and looking good in front of people. Bison selfie. um, It's yeah, exactly. Exactly. Selfies are killing people more and more every year because people just want to get that shot and they put themselves in incredibly dangerous and life-threatening positions. I would like to present something to the court. Digital Darwinism? Yes. Yes, absolutely. It's well, it's just, yeah, Darwinism, but it's just being sped up by our technology. Yes, you're absolutely Let right. Let me ask you another question that you're not going to have an answer for. Are you ready? I mean, I'll answer it. Are you more... Oh, man, I'm going to... This is going to fire up the people at home. Are... Is, is somebody... Okay, here, I, I got it now. I'm just proposing this. Oh my God, just ask it. <laughs> so, how you been? Come on. Do you think there is a correlation between the more intelligent you are, the less likely you are to take a selfie? What do you think about that? Oh, that's a that's Total an interesting guess. one. Yeah. I'm not even saying it. I'm asking it because I don't want to get in trouble for this. That, that is tough. I understand your point. However, I will also acknowledge that the more intelligent you are, the more likely you are for mental illness. Uh, you and I are pretty... And physical illness. Oh, see, I didn't even consider yeah, that. More, yeah, more likely to be uh, weak. So I, I think the more intelligent you are, the less likely you are to be put it to put yourself in a life-threatening situation. But I also acknowledge all the mental stuff that comes with the rise of, of intelligence. So I'm not sure. That's, weak in review because... I'm not sure how you would look that up. I'll just make something up if I can't find okay. anything. Okay. Uh, my, because we have already found out that people that are more lonely are more likely to engage in social media. And well, that's true. I, that is true. I For believe sure. that's a fact. And yeah. if it's not, I just made it one. Yeah. All you have to do is say something and then put it on the internet. Bang. And it fact. sounds right. And uh, uh, do you understand the correlation that I'm making there? Yeah, of course. Yeah, All you people taking selfies are dummies. Because... <laughs> I don't know if I want to go there, but yeah, the more intelligent you are, the more able you are to work out what consequences may befall you by approaching a three ton fucking animal that could throw you through the air like a rag doll. I'm not just talking about dangerous selfies, like somebody taking a a selfie of themselves next to a train and then the conductor kicks them in the back of the head. Which they deserve. You've seen that video? No, Uh, no. It's a chuckle fest. And, uh, and I'm just talking about selfies in general. I wonder if there's a correlation between uh, intelligence and social media. I would be willing to believe that. We yes. can reveal. Yeah. And finally, Tyler, unless you have anything for pregame. Not really. No. I have charted 
some bumper stickers on the show, and I've wondered, is this a thing anywhere but Miami? Okay, I've mm-hmm. talked about baby up in this bitch. You remember that one? No, I do not. I saw it again very recently. Baby up in this bitch, uh-huh. which is funny, but also really crass. Yeah, that's definitely somebody who would take a selfie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with their with their bitchin' baby. Uh, my dog is a Republican. We talked about that we, recently. That one we spoke about which recently. Which is rough. And that, yes, and... It's also, as I said then, and I'll say it now, it's ridiculous for you to assume what your pet's political stance is. Or even the animal that it is. Your dog could be a cat. And finally, Tyler, this week, I saw, do you follow Jesus this close? Now, here's the thing, okay? You're 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 representing your... Closely, rel- I believe it's what it's supposed to be. Oh, no, I'm making fun of the, the uh, bumper Yours. sticker, not you. Actually, you're right. I had not considered that. But mm-hmm. here's my question. It's about Jesus, right? As far as I know, unless they're talking about their friend Jesus. Which down here is quite possible. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, maybe it's like their mechanic or like, you know, right. somebody who's a DJ slash dentist. Mm-hmm. Jesus, kids love that guy. He's pretty big. Supposed to be loved. He's very popular. Kind of confrontational. Kind of vaguely confrontational. Jesus? For, uh, pr- yes. Oh, you mean- uh, When the- he flipped over that banker's table? No, I'm talking about the bumper sticker. Sure. You're talking about Jesus. You're asking about your religiosity. Kind of a confrontational, hey, I'm going to mention Jesus, but get off my ass. Sure. Yeah. Well, it is in direct response to somebody being aggressive uh, themselves. Not, not true. You could actually read that even if you're not following them closely. Ah. It's confrontational in a passive aggressive way. Okay. Well, I have no response to that. This is great. Yeah. Let's do the show. Okay. <laughs> wow. I hope the whole show goes like that. Yeah. I say something, you're like, I got nothing. Yeah. Then we just move on. I dig it. You just tricked me into a Jesus conversation again. Yeah. Yeah. And also, he's my mechanic. Sick of your lies. <laughs> Jesus? 